Hello and welcome back to another podcast. I want to start by welcoming you. Thank you for coming back, if you are coming back. Uh, This podcast is the second in a series for the autumn 2020 and I've purposely done that so that it leads us up to December, which is what I would call winter. Um, I'm sure that's the same for all of us, but looking back at my first episode, I sort of set out that um, my thoughts and feelings around coronavirus and the situation we're in. So if you're really interested in that side of things and the whole spectrum of reasoning behind why we are adopting digital communications more, then please go back to that episode. And on this episode, I'm going to talk to you more about in my brief hiatus, I went over to YouTube and YouTube was a platform that I thought I needed to sort of learn more about and discover, but I needed to diversify my content. So in that process, I took a look at how I might do that. And I really want to try and go through as many different bits as I can with you in this podcast. And there's a lot to cover. So without further ado, it feels like first off, I need to talk about the mindset Similar mindset to this podcast, which is that I thought I needed to put something out and I sort of did and I tried and then I have sort of let the ball slip a little bit and now I'm picking it back up again. But ideally speaking, I would like to consistently continue forward in thinking and planning about what I might want to talk about. And then I guess moving on from that, you naturally have created a mindset of strategic thinking that allows you to plan forwards. So this kind of allows you to be able to plan and say, okay, I want to talk about these topics and become more passionate about it. And I think that there is a real need to think about how you might develop your YouTube channel as you go along. And I say that because for me, Doing a podcast is interesting and challenging in some ways, but YouTube is the absolute holy grail where I think everybody wants to be a YouTuber and I think it's super tough and difficult to produce, create content and make it engaging and that just leaves out any form of success and I think success is probably the last thing that you want to talk about. So that's the last thing that we're going to talk about. Initially, I just want to touch on this idea of mindset and commitment to the channel, to starting out and the fact that you need to do that. And you'll hear me talk about this more in future ones, but it is about the algorithm and beating it and trying to be successful. And in order to do that, you have to be continuous and regularly upload. And if you think of it as the old school TVs where we didn't have digital, you would watch a soap and you would know which day it was coming on. I remember as a kid, you would say, oh, Coronation Street isn't on today, and EastEnders is, and then you can sort of plan your time around that, and I think people still have this sense and feeling of wanting to plan their time and know what's coming up. People might expect a certain level of content and flow, and if they first come across you, then maybe they don't, but in comparison, they do, so they don't expect something really rubbish, but compared to everyone else, they know that you might be new, so okay, this guy's starting out, but 
they still want to follow on and almost like binge watching that they, they, they want to binge on your stuff if it's good and if there's no more then when is it and I think it's quite logical in a way for you to consider the consistency and of your YouTube channel and the content that you're putting out there so that's really the top one thing that you need to think about before you actually start to record yourself and the next thing number two on the list is to think about the technology that you have at hand and a lot of people on YouTube might say it's okay to use a phone, but I personally feel like I've got a digital SLR and I managed to function it within the video function and I could not believe the the pain that I was going through because there wasn't real pain, but now there was because I realized how much better the quality for that digital SLR was compared to my phone and just to kind of give you a bit more in depth sort of about how I see quality my quality assurance eyes kind of comes my quality mark comes from the the Palmer family YouTube channel and the, the family videos that I do and we do that so that we're not rich and famous but we know that the kids have something to go back on and look at and it's something that I thought was missing so we've created that channel but in the process I've also done it because I can teach myself certain tricks and I did that some time ago but in the process I'm now also aware of small nuances so if you are not then you need a much bigger gap in that starting block of learning about what quality your camera is and what it gives out for example my phone I thought was good quality and everyone said it was and they do that on YouTube a lot but your front-facing camera has significantly less on any and all smart devices and the the actual camera is good but your front-facing camera where you do your selfies has less quality on it regardless of what they might tell you uh, it, it is difficult to match the two together so that's why the quality of the camera on the the front on the back is the main camera that you might typically use so using a SLR I thought that the quality of that was superior but it was superior to the back let alone the front camera it was superior to the other side and the iPad it wasn't great my MacBook was just not great so I felt like I hit something really good I think the other thing to mention would be my microphone that I use for podcasting and I love the quality that I've got for podcasting. I love the my creative ability to make the jingle and to do all that stuff and edit and publish but the microphone gave me the quality that I wanted on the podcast. Now when it came to YouTube I haven't quite got there with audio and I know that there's a hissing but for the best part of it don't really care because I'm still focused on the visuals and the content of what I'm saying and I think the audio will come and it will be something I need to revisit and I don't think people massively are too fussed about that on YouTube I think they need to get to my channel first and that's based on content so once I did have the right technology I realized again I didn't and one of the issues I had was lighting so I had to teach myself stuff that I already thought I knew, which was key lighting. And I did. 
And I think, again, I was ahead of the game when it came to lighting. I understood about natural lighting and three-point lighting and positioning. And I think these are, again, areas that if you are not, if, if you're not aware of and you're new to, then you might need to consider um, spending more time on. I realized that the two sides of my face, meaning one side was being hit by light, and I was okay with it being natural and for it to come and go, but I wanted the general fill of my face to be colored permanently um, and at reasonable quality. So I had to buy a, a reasonably cheap 10, 15 pound uh, ring light, which came with a tripod and uh, it's the beauty type one. So hair and beauty lifestyle type vloggers might typically use it. And I used it set further back away from me so it was about a meter one and a half meters away from my face turned high up and i'd use the medium setting so it wasn't ice cold wasn't too warm and it just allowed me to feel more comfortable with my lighting and i think it did actually do something strange in the way that it did nothing if you were watching the video but if you took it away, you would noticeably see that it was lacking. So it really brought up the quality to a very normal standard that everyone else on YouTube was actually using. The other point that I've got noted down was about routine. But I think I've already gone over the idea of routine. Because once you've got your mindset and you start planning, you should then look at your technology. And maybe not stress about it, but at least get going with it and understand the pitfalls in what you've got with your technology. So, for example, a tripod was another issue that I had, so I had to play with the one I had, and then eventually I bought one, and I was pleased when I did, and I was far more thankful of a fun fully functioning uh, tripod. So I think these things are important, but it's important to develop them as you go along. And it's similar with the idea of routine. Um, it's to visit that, but... You need to make sure you do regular content all the time. One thing I will note about routine is I did two things, which was uh, a zero edit. And it's similar to what I do with podcasts. I do not edit myself out, but I might actually I won't do that with podcasts because I think that takes up more time editing with video. I think is more necessary but I did do one takers where I just nailed it in one take and I didn't really care about it and often on some videos I shouted about it as well and I said look this is a one taker I don't think people care and I think that one takes on YouTube are irrelevant if anything not great and I think you need to edit things together but it's important to get the the editing process that post-production phase developed so that you know what you're doing and how you're doing it but to consistently develop that so you're getting smarter and faster and I had to do that and I've got a blog post if you want to visit that over at tntoast.org.uk and there's also a video on the YouTube channel about me switching over and initially sort of getting used to using Premiere Pro and actually I needed to do that but then there's an element of me wanting to speed up so with the stuff that I already created and sequenced I exported the clips for the intro and outro and put that into iMovie so now I'm able to really just nail it with iMovie and I have noticed that exporting iMovie straight to YouTube is an issue 
So again, technology needs to be revisited and questioned and you need to just look at what kind of stuff you're putting out there and if you can raise the bar. I think the tone that I'm trying to set, the things that I'm trying to say to you are try not to worry, but worry more about doing and the routine and the habit of it. And then once you get to that point, your next thing would be to have a look at, okay, I need to improve on that and your improvement would be part of your routine and you just need to revisit that every so often and constantly make notes on how you can improve it on each episode and when it gets to the end of the month then you'll do all right Uh, another thing that I was going to mention about routine was that you really need to take a look at the fact that if you're doing one a month it's going to take you a good couple of years to begin to see no return but something maybe. I think it could take anything between two to five years, 10 years for some people. And it's really important that you do a trial and error. And for me, I upped it. So I did the reverse of doing routine. I did a super routine. So I really went for it and I nailed it with a video every day. So that's kind of a nutshell for how I initially approached YouTube. I really hope you've liked this video. Uh, sorry, I keep saying this because I think I'm on YouTube, but I hope you've liked the this podcast. And be careful not to say I keep watching because I'm currently on a podcast here. Um, please do hop over now to my other video. If you're, if you're listening in real time, then I'm sorry, you're going to have to wait a week. Um, but the next episode is going to continue directly on from what I'm saying. I just want to say thank you for listening. Please do visit the tntoast.org.uk website or you can tweet me at tntoast and also feel free to follow me on any of the social media platforms. Till next time. See you soon.